What's up, everybody? My name is Adam, and I'm the host of the You Know Adam Same podcast, the show that is dedicated on bringing on passionate people, learning about their stories, and delivering value to entrepreneurs. So if that's what you're interested in, go ahead and follow, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the You Know Adam Same podcast. The podcast where you get to know just a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, sitting across the way, I have Miss Eden Shavers of the Garden of Eden. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, you honestly are, from what I understand, probably the youngest entrepreneur that I have ever interviewed. How you feel about that? Excited. Okay. Um, what is it that your business does? So I sell, I sell products. I sell shea butter, eyelashes, lip gloss, soap, and bracelets. Okay. And Eden, how did we meet? We met when I started working here as a student worker in late May. Okay. And where is here? Georgia Southern Big. Okay. Uh, and Big stands for? Business Innovation Group. Um, how did uh, you end up here? So is there, I believe there's a program that you're a part of. What's that program called? It's called the City of Statesboro Youth Connect. It's where teenagers in high school, they interact with the city of Statesboro, specifically in the downtown area, mm-hmm. and they make connections with people and see what type of careers there is out in the world that they could choose from. That's awesome. How many people are in uh, Youth Connect? A little more than 30. Uh-huh. And then you guys uh, were working together already and then kind of like went to different places. What What are some of the other places that your your peers went to? Um, There is Kids World, then Allstate Insurance, Grice, New, Connect? News, yeah, Grace Connect. Okay. Did you choose to work at the Business Innovation Group, or were you selected to do that? I chose. Chose to. This is one and, of my selections. And why did were you so interested in this? Because I, when I read the description, it said that it said that it um that y'all like do planning and stuff like business planning, and I I do want to learn more about business like in the whole. So that's. And what interests you about business? Because I'm running one. Yeah, you're running one? Yes, I want to learn how to be more proficient in it. And how has that this experience been beneficial for you, for your business? I learned plenty of things. Like, you have a whole bunch of businesses. And I see how, like, you, like, have time for each business and you stay, like, maintained. Uh You don't go all over the place like I do sometimes. Uh, Really? What do you what, like? What happens? Like, like with me. Uh-huh. Well, I'd be thinking about a whole bunch of stuff, but one time, like, my brain it just a whole bunch of gears be turning, and I'd be thinking about like this, and then one second, and I'd be thinking about that another second, and I go back to this, and I'd be thinking about this at the same time, and I just can't control it. <laughs> Thinking is actually a great thing. Um, learning how to process your thoughts and kind of like develop your concepts, I think is the thing that you can learn here. Um, Ideas are great. 
you know, having a business idea is something that most of America, if not all of America, has had at one certain point in time. But the question is really if you're able to execute, right? Are you able to take it from idea into a concept and then finally into uh, fruition? And I think that that's part of like the experience of learning here is seeing how other entrepreneurs do that. What made you interested in business? Well, because I, I always watched my aunts because my aunts, they have their own business. Mm -hmm. Like my Aunt Paulette, she has a counseling business. And my Aunt Tina, she has a hairdressing business. Mm -hmm. And I just see how they always be working and how they can like go into their job at their own time and do what they want to do and what they need to do at the same time. So just watching them have their own business made me really want to have my own business. That's awesome. You know, I think what speaks to that is really like the leadership, right? Uh, being able to be in control of your day-to-day, -day, not having somebody uh, always over your back kind of telling you what to do. And it's very attractive. However, you know, there's a common misconception here. As a business owner, I think that, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, well, I don't want people to tell me what to do. And so this is why I want to become a business owner. But in reality, when you become a business owner, you're basically uh, being instructed by either your, your customers or your team members, your employees. They are the ones that now are driving you, requesting things. And the way that you're able to lead them ultimately will lead to your success. Um, what does your business currently do? You, you mentioned uh, selling shea butter, uh, uh, jewelry. What is it that you are, you know, are you selling online? How are you selling your products currently? I'm trying to, I'm trying to set up a website right now. Okay. But as like currently, I like, I do pop-up shops. Like I'll be a vendor for events and that's, I mainly sell my products like that or you can go on my Instagram okay. and you can message me through Instagram and I will get it right. Yeah. And how much have products have you sold? I sold most of my stuff. Like I got to buy some more stuff. <laughs> do you have that. any inventory right now? I do have some bracelets and eyelashes, but I ran out of shea butter or soap. That's all sold. So you sold out. Yeah. Which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? It's kind of both. Mm. I think it's a good thing because I know that people either like it or they just buy it. Buy it. But I think that it's good because they like it and that they're just going to keep buying it. But I also think that it's bad because I now I got no stuff to sell to other people who might also want it. That's right. That's right. Do you have anybody that ever comes to you uh, to ask about? your products like yes. oh, you do um what do they say you still got shea butter uh-huh they're like can you make me some more i ran now i need some more uh -huh. or do you can you make me a, a customized bracelet do you make it for them or do you make the butter mm -hmm. that's nice um what does that list look like right now how many customers do you think that you have uh serviced Below 50. Below 50? Yeah. What what makes you, uh, like, want to do this? So, like, in terms of kind of, like, you know, the bracelets, the shea butter, what is these ideas that come to you, 
are they something that is uh, you're coming up with those ideas on your own? Well, uh, kind of, but kind of not really. It's like, okay, I always went on TikTok. I always watched, especially uh, women, they have they like jewelry business and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I, I can make that. I can go buy that stuff from Hobby Lobby and make it myself. Mm-hmm. And then I saw shea butter, and I had a container of shea butter that I could use to make my own body butter. So that's so I just I got ideas from them, but then like kind of add my own twist to it. Twist to it, yeah. Um, how would you say that you're very creative? I would like to say that. Mm-hmm. And where does that creativity come from? Would you say, like jeans? I don't know. Is it coming from jeans, yeah. or is it coming from inspiration? Like, what are you inspired by? Like, is it coming from music? Where where does the, your creativity come from? I would like to say it comes from inspiration and my family. Mm-hmm. Because my on both sides of my family, they're very, very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll say I do get inspired sometimes by just by random things. Like if I see something that I like, I'll, oh, I could I could try to incorporate that into my bracelets or to my shea butter or something. That's awesome. Um, you know, before this podcast, uh, I, I did mention to you if you had any questions. Uh, and then, you know, uh, gave you some space where, you know, you could ask uh, someone that has been through a lot of different businesses uh, to be able to kind of like pick their brain. And we were having some of these great conversations earlier this week. And I thought that, you know, the conversations were so good that, hey, we might as well just shoot a podcast and which which just led us to this point. So if you want, you can go ahead and start asking away. What is one of the biggest mistakes that I can make as a first-time entrepreneur? The biggest mistakes. Um, as an entrepreneur, there's mistakes everywhere. Um, you know, the the pure nature of entrepreneurship is being able to navigate these challenges. Because in a job, the reason why a job is quote-unquote secure is that there's not as many Uh, mistakes that potentially can be made because they've laid out the structure for you. Uh, In in entrepreneurship, that job structure has really been lifted and now you have to really navigate. But I think as a first-time entrepreneur, we have something that is very inherent to human nature called confirmation bias. Have you ever heard of that? So uh, confirmation bias is a psychology term in which we just because we believe it we think that everybody else believes that right and so as a business idea oftentimes we'll say oh man this is the best idea ever and you know you feel confident that this is the move but it's just your own opinion so being able to conduct market research and looking at kind of the overall scope of a project and being able to navigate and understand the different challenges that are a part of on like that that business problem and solving that business problem Um, is where a lot of the mistakes as a first-time entrepreneur is made. Um, The famous last words of any entrepreneur is this is going to be easy, right? We always say, like, you know, you always hear it's like, oh, my goodness, like, this is, this doesn't, like, this is so easy. But in reality, it's never as easy as you think. Well, I 
glad you said that because I am trying to work on not being focused on what, what all that I like. And that's why I started asking my brother, like, when I try to buy inventory, I ask him if he like it or not. So I won't, like, be, be stuck on something that I like because some stuff that I like, most people don't even like. Sure. That's right. So your brother, uh, does he, is he into jewelry as well? No. No? He's into music. He's into music? So why are you asking him? Maybe it's, it, is he the right demographic that you're going after, right? So, like, you know, it's, it is something interesting. I think that better yet, maybe ask, like, your friends or ask, like, a network of people and say, like, hey, like, do you like this product? And I think that's so important. Um, I, I'm from, I'm coming from the restaurant industry, right? And so as we're coming up with new dishes, I know that my taste buds and, you know, my uh, teammates and my my um, team members taste buds are always different and so it has to pass through my taste buds at least initially but immediately after that I'm also utilizing their taste buds to figure out like hey is the market going to like this because everybody's taste is is different and the thing that we want to try to create is a product or a service or whatever business thing that we are doing something that appeases the largest group of people that we can how can i start marketing my business like how can i get start marketing my business marketing mm-hmm. um i feel and i'm kind of you know uh very one one-sided in this is i think that social media has really made marketing uh, accessible to the masses if you think back maybe uh, before the invention of social media, uh, before the invention of the internet even, you were really at the mercy of the people that were controlling distribution. So when I say distribution, I mean kind of, you know, TV, radio, uh, all these other, these different platforms. Before, if you needed to get the word out, you had to rely on TV to get the messaging out. You had to rely on um, radio to put your name out there. You had to rely on the newspaper, print ads. That was another way. Mailers, that was kind of like another technology that was popular back in the day. But social media has really changed that because for you, you know, as long as you are posting consistently and creating content that people care about and are entertained by, you will get eyes on your products, right? Um, for literally like just the, your time. And as a starting entrepreneur, you don't have a huge marketing budget that you can put towards your products. So I would say that the first step is to just create content. But I'm not really good at taking pictures. You're not what? Really good at taking pictures. So let's talk about that. Um, why do you think you're not good at taking pictures? I don't know. I just, when I take, like I have an idea in my head and I try to like, get it out there and then when I do it, it just something just don't seem right. Like it mm-hmm. just don't seem like it come out right to me. So I think, you know, one of the steps in here then this is something important as an entrepreneur is that we're constantly learning. You know, uh, I don't want you as an entrepreneur, I don't think you should ever be the expert because you are supposed to surround yourself with people that are better in um, certain aspects than you are, right? However, you need to learn uh, at least enough to be able to speak intelligently on a product. Anyway, so, you know, I, I think the 
going back to what we were talking about, you said that, hey, like, you know, my pictures aren't really where I want them to be. That's actually a great thing. It's a great thing because you are being critical of your work. Have you ever met someone that that everything that they do, they say, oh, man, this is just the best thing that that's ever out there? No. Okay, just kidding. Well, I've met people like that, and they're like very confident in their work, and confidence is is key as well. But I think being critical of you know the things that you're doing and the pictures that you're taking is a good part. Now, the second piece of that is really what's important as an entrepreneur. You have to find out why, and you have to try and solve the problem. Entrepreneurship is a lot about solving whatever issues that might come up in your business, right? And so right now you have a marketing question of how can I market better? How can I take better pictures? There's a great resource out there. It's called YouTube. You go to YouTube and you type in there how to take product photography. And I guarantee you there's going to be a slew of information out there to educate you on what you can do to take better product photography. And so that is a missing step that I think that most people don't take is that they have a problem and they say, okay, well, I'm just not a photographer, right? Or I'm, I'm, that's not kind of like what I can do instead of really trying to take the time to figure out like, okay, well, how do I get better at this skill set? What is something that I have to do as a small business owner or when I start a business? I believe you have to be the visionary, um, meaning you have to be conscious of what you want your company to be. Um, if you don't do this and if you're not like focusing on that, what will happen is you will get lost into the day-to-day -day things that you're doing. Um, for example, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, this jewelry business that you were, you've been working on. And I think that, you know, jewelry is one of those things where there's a ton of people in this space. There's a lot of people, there's nothing that's stopping anyone from, you know, starting a jewelry business, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that we talked about is, okay, well, how do we create not a job for yourself? as in like you making the jewelry, selling your jewelry, doing everything by yourself. But how do we create a team around you that's able to kind of like support you and execute you know, moving forward? And I think that as, a, as an entrepreneur, you constantly have to have an idea of what is going to get you to the next step, right? You constantly, you can't be, um, you can't give up. Right. And I think that that grit and that fight is really what will make you a stronger and better entrepreneur. How will I know if I am actually ready to start my business? You won't. I think oftentimes uh, there's something called analysis paralysis. Uh, analysis is this concept of like, OK, well, you know, how thinking of every single thing right being very analytical and paralysis is where you're frozen right if you think too much you probably are not going to do it my my encouragement to most entrepreneurs is just to take the plunge to just go for it right what's what's stopping what's preventing you from just going for the 
just going for it. There, there's you have to break through that noise. So I think as a business owner or as an entrepreneur, one of the things I always encourage is going he- go ahead and taking the plunge. I need to work on it. Why? I think a lot. What are you thinking about? Like, what if I make it and nobody likes it? Or what if I don't even have enough to make enough for people to buy? Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of questions and what ifs pop up in my head. You know, the suggestion that I have for you is to focus on a product. You know, one of the things that entrepreneurs are notorious for, and I'm also guilty of this, is to run in too many directions all at once. And it's one of those things where if you have a team behind you, then I think that you could, can do that. And the, the better the team is, the more supported you are during this, this phase of time. However, you know, the one thing that I would say is that, especially when you're starting out, you have to figure out one thing to do exceptionally well. You know, even with the jewelry, we I asked you about this or the shea butter. It's like, you know, what about your product makes it so that it's better than anybody else's? Is it quality? Because quality people pay for, right? Is it access, right? Or is it you, right? I think that there's all these different things that kind of like are involved in being able to try to make a product work in a, in a business successful. Um, but I think as you are working on this business, you have to always stay conscious of it. How can I make my business stand out more than what it already is? It's a great thing. Uh, we we spoke about this a little bit yesterday. Um, I think you really have to figure out what your business is about. And we were talking about it a little bit earlier, right? Is what makes your product stand out? Um, you know, your jewelry that you're making right now, what about your jewelry makes it, makes you, uh, have an advantage over every other jewelry company out there? Um, your butter, like your shea butter, what about your butter is, is basically better than anyone else's, right? Like, I think that that, if you continuously spend time on that and there's various different things, there's sometimes, uh, it could be as simple as a really great name for the business, right? Um, it could be as simple as uh, the strategy that you're taking on social. Um, it could be flavors, right? I don't know if shea butter, does shea butter ever, do you get, are you able to put other things into it? Yeah. Yeah, right? So like maybe it's a flavor thing. Um, maybe it's like, you know, uh, glitter. I, I don't know, right? Like I, I just, I think that, you have to figure out what about your product will make it go the distance and make it be able to compete with the other products out there. And here's the thing. If you are a trendsetter, right? If you are the first to do something, that doesn't mean that nobody else can do it, right? So let's say that hypothetically uh, with this shea butter, you're the first one to ever put glitter into it, right? Really, if you become successful with that, if that is the case, you will see another company come up immediately behind you and do the same thing, right? But you have to realize that imitation is like almost the biggest form of flattery. If they copy you, that means that you did something right. 
Uh, Eden, I want to thank you for coming onto the show. You know, I think what I see most in you is that you have this desire to learn. Uh, you have the um, knowledge to get there. I think that I love the fact that you're not, you know, wasting your summer away. You're kind of spending some time here uh, at the Fab Lab, learning about business, growing in your business. You're also really good at coming up with questions, you know. And I think that, you know, as a young entrepreneur, I just hope that you utilize the resources out there to the best of your ability. You know, we are in Statesboro, Georgia, and we have this great community of entrepreneurs that are willing to help each other. So, you know, whether it be for your, uh, you said your aunties and, and that sort of thing, whether it be for them or whoever it is, I think that, you know, the more that you spend some time on this and and talk to them and ask them questions and kind of like learn from the their experiences, the further that you're going to be able to go in your business cool yes sir all right sounds good uh thank you so much for coming on to the show it's been a blast wishing you the best uh now it's time to get back to work yes sir all right sounds good thank you <laughs>